The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, we are having a aperitif because we're having this great T-bone steak tonight. A celebration steak. Yes, yeah, celebration. Yeah. So one of the best aperitifs is a Negroni. Yeah. And it's so simple because it's just equal parts of gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari. Wow. Stirred and then served over ice or an ice ball. And then you express the orange peel over the ice ball itself. So as it melts, it melts in. And then you dip it in, you know, just as a chunk. Got it. Beautiful drink. Oh, that's brilliant. That's lovely. It's delicious. See how it gleeks you for the, like, and so totally. like when you think you're going to have a steak later, that fatty steak, you know, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's going to be, your taste buds are going to be ready, primed. The color of the drink is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. You know, the conversations that we've had, probably the most downloads of through uh-huh. the course of our almost 800 episodes, yeah. are the conversations relating to the hot wife lifestyle, right. hot wives, cockholes, mm-hmm. bulls, swingers, like people peripheral to the lifestyle. Lawyers into the lifestyle, people who listen to the lifestyle and wish they could be in the lifestyle, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's a very popular genre. And today we have Drew in the conversation, and Drew is probably the most interesting character in the threesome hot wife cuckold oh, yeah. bull. Right. Because he's a bull. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get from bulls. So Drew, <laughs> welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad to uh had this conversation with you both. Uh, we're delighted that you're here. Listen, we always begin our show by inviting you to share your personal journey as a sexual creature. So how did you discover yourself as a sexual creature? And how did that evolve to where you're fucking other dudes' wives? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, it, it was really... Uh, 
discovering the lifestyle that led to my evolution as a sexual creature. So my evolution was really a byproduct of getting involved in the lifestyle, raised in a very conservative religious background. Uh, so that really wasn't conducive to exploring. And as I got older, I was always attracted to older women, women who were 40 and up. And a good buddy of mine knew that. He happened to stumble across the lifestyle and he introduced me to it because he knew that the women that I was most attracted to, I could find in the lifestyle. And so that's really kind of where the journey began. I went to a party with him and just really, really knew that I want to be a part of what I was seeing. And that really started my journey. Okay. So when you went to that party, you had never had sex before or you had? No, I had. Um, it was mostly vanilla sex with one girlfriend that I had. Got it. Okay. Very good. So you go to this party. It's a scene where, I mean, I don't know. What was the party? So it was a, it was a house party, a hot wife house party. And it was couples that were looking to play with black men. And that was really the scene. It was kind of like a munch slash play party. A lot of socializing, uh, some food, some drinks, talking with different folks. This was an established group. So a lot of the people there knew one another. My friend, he knew several of the couples had been attending those parties for about a year. And he knew quite a few of the people. And so he was introducing me. And then the environment was, you know, very friendly and go with the flow. And you would just if you found someone you want to play with and you want to play at that moment, there were areas in the house where you could go and play if you wanted some privacy. So fascinating. I mean, it sounds like the house parties are exist now. Yeah. You know, so that's really cool to hear. And that I get that not being exposed to anything and then all of a sudden being exposed. Yeah, was that weird? Well, so he and I had had several um, conversations before, so I kind of had a, a really good understanding of what to expect. I didn't play at that first party. I was kind of intimidated by the idea of playing at that first party, particularly in front of others and, you know, the whole scenario. But from having the conversations with him, extensive conversations with him about what went on and, and what was involved, I knew I at least wanted to watch. And the folks who ran the party were very, very cool. And they were they usually had a no voyeurs policy, but because they knew my buddy and he vouched for me and they knew that I was very interested in in getting involved in this lifestyle, they allowed me to come and watch. And I ended up watching him play with a couple that he knew really well, but I didn't play at that party that night. It was a, a little overwhelming and I was afraid that I was going to be too in my head to have any kind of sexual play. I totally get that. That's, totally a, get that's that. great that you're sharing this. Yeah. I just think we miss this sometimes where people are experiencing themselves in a new way for the first time and then how they grapple or, you know, feel their way through it. And I really appreciate the candidness. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really helpful for people. Cause I think that's the whole point of the podcast is to demystify kink. Right. And anything beyond vanilla, everything's kink. you know, yeah. is everything's kink. So, so, so basically. Yeah. That's I have this for you. There's this whole big black cock context in the cuckold hot wife lifestyle curious where it lands for you. Like, how do you relate to that whole experience? So for me, my experience was a little bit different than others. I grew up in uh, predominantly white neighborhoods and social groups. And so I was very comfortable in certain arenas. And for me, the women that I was attracted to, as I said earlier, were women who were 
40 and up and older than myself, and they tended to be white women. And so for me, it was kind of a, it, it was a, it was really a perfect storm in that I got to experience women that were attracted to me. And then they also liked this aspect of, you know, me being black. And, you know, so I, I had something to offer them initially, you know, and then later on, you know, you get to know them, you know, for who they are as a person and, and those inter, um, dynamics come into play. But for me, it was never really that big of a thing. At that time, I was really into watching a lot of porn and the porn that I gravitated towards was interracial. And so that was another thing of like kind of like living this fantasy almost. But a lot of that, you know, the BBC and it, it's rooted in the taboo. It's rooted in, you know, the unique history of our country. And also, too, that in many ways in this country, we don't socialize outside of social groups. And because of the history of our country, a lot of that involves within our own racial groups as well. And so, you know, there's been many times my my experience has been a little bit different than most bulls in that a lot of my play has been one-on-one with couples rather than going to the house parties and the hotel takeovers and, and those kinds of deals. And so when I first started in the lifestyle, I lived in Southern Indiana, and a lot of the couples that would come to my city were couples from rural areas in which they really didn't have black people around, or they always had a fantasy of wanting to be with a black man. And so I was able to fulfill that fantasy. So there was really, I guess, a mental a mental kink of, you know, being that first black guy for those couples that really really was very interesting for me, especially in the beginning of the lifestyle. Fascinating. So it's fascinating because I hear you saying things that are alluding to other points that I see, but like when you're starting the lifestyle, the, and I, I don't know, so I'm just going to say some words and you'll tell me that's not right. Sure. <laughs> that it's intriguing. You've thought of these things and maybe some of the things you hadn't thought of, but they're in a similar context of your like typical turn on desire. And so now you're in it and you're doing it. And like you said, you were working with more one-on-one with couples versus performance type bullying, right? Mm -hmm. And in the early phase, I get it, just the turn on of that situation, just the power and the experience and all that. I get that. And then you've been in it for a while. Did it evolve? Did it change how you wanted to be related to the couple? Is that a necessary component or is it just an act? There's no judgment here. Are you talking power dynamics? Like with him as a bull wanting to get off and he gets off better with a couple situations, like the bull situation, right? Is it that the need needs to be filled or did he grow in some way? And God, that sounds so judgy, but I don't mean to say it like that. That he now is particular. Like he has to have something more, something else. I'm not sure. Because bulls often, that what the stereotype is, is, they just come in like a stealth no, bomber think, I, and yeah, fuck and then I, leave. Yeah, that's a stereotype. I, right. I, Drew, can you get a question out of that? No, that, that's perfect. That's I understand exactly what you're saying. So in the beginning for me, it was really, really crudely to say, but it was really about getting my nut and, you know, having like that pleasure of 
you know, being sexually with the women that I was mostly that I was most attracted to, but that I also felt was off limits, because in a lot of cases, the women that I was most attracted to were already married. And if they weren't married, they weren't interested in guys like me for a variety of reasons. So that was really the motivation at the beginning of my bull journey. But there was an evolution as I began to understand what a bull was, as I began to understand different dynamics. And as I really began to have, you know, long-term meetups with couples and also a personal evolution, I would think that was kind of along that journey. But it was really the evolution for me was when I began to have, you know, conversations and friendships and form, you know, relationships with these couples, you know, not necessarily romantic, but, you know, there was, you know, deep friendships there that I began to long for something different. So now one of the things that I look for as a bull is not just sex. I look for, you know, great friendship. I look for great people that I vibe with that, you know, I can do things with as well. And I've learned from experiences that, you know, from that great sex comes, you know, because there's communication. We can talk with one another. I can ask them what their limits are, what they're looking for. I can comfortably say, okay, you're looking for this. I'm not necessarily that, (laughs) you know, maybe I'm not the right bull for you or, you know, vice versa. So it's brilliant. I mean, like, yeah, you're a demi sapiosexual. So what you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's comes really from, so I've been, you know, since the since I played with my first couple, you know, I've been in this lifestyle, been what would be called a bull for really 16 years. The first years, first eight years, I was in and out of the lifestyle because I was um, also vanilla dating. And so when I was vanilla dating, I was out of the lifestyle. And when I was not in a relationship, I would come back in. And really for the last eight years, I haven't really actually haven't vanilla dated. So most of the dating that I've done in the last eight years has been with hot wives that I've met in the lifestyle. And that's also really kind of been where the evolution has come from too. So in addition, cause like, you know, bull and hot wife kind of tell you the triad that's working there. And so what has happened is people have sensationalized that and made hot wife a kink, right? But let's just be honest. It could be uh, on the outside, an open relationship in a couple who then allows someone in and they play these power things, but okay. Yeah. Now we'll call it a kink, but within your boldness as you, and obviously I'm sure between partners and partners, you have different criteria, but do you have kinks in there that you explore as a bull? Cause not all bulls do. Yeah. So there are, so for me through the lifestyle, I've been able to be exposed to, you know, different things and and kinks and fantasies and some things that that I never thought about that, you know, couples that I've been close with were interested in that. And I didn't initially think I would be interested in that. And then it became something that, oh, I would like to explore that. Over the last couple of years, one of the things that's really come up for me in my sexual journey is my submissive side, which is, you know, kind of interesting because, you know, the stereotypes of bulls is, you know, being alpha, super alpha, hyper masculine. So to be able to kind of shed that and be able to, you know, share that submissive side, I've done that with a couple of couples that I'm very close with. And I would say for me, I've been able to explore some kinks, some submissive kinks that, you know, I haven't been able to explore in other other parts of my kink journey. And you're a sex um, warrior, dude. 
you 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 you're a sex explorer. Yeah, that's what you yeah, for sure. For we sure. We actually we had we started this years ago on the podcast. Huh. We coined the name Sex Explorers and we, we occasionally identify. interview people and as we listen to them speak, as soon as they cross this threshold of our experience, we immediately go, yes, they are sex explorers. No one's in that area. Yeah. That person is. <laughs> and you are in the club, man. You're yeah. in the club. I'm glad to be in the club. You wow, know, that is so awesome. I, I completely relate to the intoxication that you're experiencing when you put yourself forward in a submissive way sexually. God. That's really powerful shit. That is. Powerful women are fucking awesome. I mean, because you're talking... Because Saffir's a bull that did that too. I, I mean, know. it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like so wow. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I've only met one other gentleman and I've had some conversations with him, and which is interesting because he started out as a, he was a black bull and then he ended up meeting someone and fell in love and they got married and they entered, re-entered the lifestyle. And most of his play now is really would be defined as a cuck dynamic of watching his wife play with others. Um, yeah. and he really, he really gets off on that. So for myself, how he and I got connected was I've always, oh, not always, but over the last few years, especially as this submissiveness has come to the surface, <laughs> the, I've always thought if I got into a long-term relationship again, that would be something that I could see myself, totally see myself doing, is being more cuck than bull. Wow. Fascinating. That's amazing, though. That's actually fascinating. What's so crazy about this Yeah, exactly how we're experiencing our journey right now in the sense that- Sexuality is fluid. What we've discovered is. is instead of having these titles- Mm-hmm. Like we're finding the titles don't but, fit. Yeah, labels are constraining. They don't and so actually, we're just, no. I mean, yeah. you have to kind of say, like, if you're truly a sexual just creature that's just going to choose how you're going to choose. Yeah. It's like we're pansexuals and we're just on a sexual journey. And there's an ebb and flow with the universe. And there's an ebb and flow with our own sexuality and our energy and our emotional, whatever. All that stuff affects our moods. Yeah, there's some women that I would never submit to. But, but there's some women to like say you I'm that I a would. dominant all yeah. the time, yeah. I, am, I am not. I'm no. definitely too spirit. And like, I ebb and flow. Like as I get turned on, sometimes I feel more submissive. And as I get turned on, sometimes I feel more dominant. Absolutely. And that can happen 50 times in a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the question I have for you, though, is, and I want to come back to this conversation because I'm interested in the switchiness aspect of it. But Mm. the thing that I want to ask you about is that in the hot wife, cuckold, bull lifestyle, very often the submissives are either observers or present or not present, or they actually participate. So how do you relate to the cuckolds in your experience? I relate great to the cuckolds because as I've grown in my journey as a bull in the hot wife lifestyle, I prefer to play with the cuckold dynamic because I feel like I can be most myself. I don't have to hide anything. So for instance, when I first started out in the lifestyle, I identified as, you know, really straight. And I knew personally that that wasn't true, but that's, you know, the going orientation that you had to really like profess to have the most success. And as I became more comfortable with myself, I began to have, you know, by play with cuckold couples and they just made me feel very comfortable being myself with them. And so that made me feel even more comfortable in my evolution. and. 
it brought about a change in me to proclaim to the world now, uh, you know, at least to the kink world that I'm involved in, that, you know, this is who I am. I identify as pansexual. I enjoy bi play. And so playing with cut couples, when I tell them that, that really is a bonus for them. And so for me, what is interesting in relating to the cucks, I can relate to them because I can get in that mindset of, you know, the cuck world. And their cucks are usually very good about explaining and communicating that. And then I find that I really get off now on the mental nuance of really kind of being a switch in those relationships. And by that, I mean, a lot of times in I would say in the last three to four years, there have been times when I've met cut couples. For instance, one of my best friends in lifestyle is a a cut couple. And the husband, the cut, we relate very well. And when the three of us are together, I like being very dominant with him because he's very submissive and, you know, loves submitting to her, but also wants to submit to another man that she finds attractive. And so I love that mental nuance of that. And then when she and I are alone as well, we kind of have a switch dynamic in which she dominates me sometimes and I dominate her. And I find that I'm a lot better and more comfortable in dominating because, I can be completely comfortable with the other side of myself. Yeah, cha-ching, you fucking nailed it. You just nailed it. I've you been, nailed the landing. I've, been, I've just been, it's the hard Russian to get people to talk about tent. this in this yeah. way. And like, you totally are living it because, I mean, we're living it. And so when you hear someone speaking the same language, the same experience, you know, we're different places, different people, but the language is the same. It's, it's actually, I'm having, it's uncanny. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a demi sapiosexual, the thing that I'm curious about, because that's sort of the world we're in and we know, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, you said when there's more relatedness, the sex is better. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. yeah. A thousand so, times yeah. better. So, I mean, I know you're getting the sex part because of the lifestyle as it's structured. Mm-hmm. Is the intimacy there? Can you be vulnerable? Are you able to achieve relationship at a level that you want to, or is there still something else for you? Uh, At the moment, I am able to achieve, I've been able to achieve great levels of intimacy in a relationship. The thing for me that I find that prevents greater levels of intimacy is really life circumstances like work and, you know, distance and and things like that. But I'm at a very fortunate space in my life. I'm, I'm actually going to be relocating later this year to another state. And the area that I'll be moving to, I have at least two couples that are, you know, just soul friends. We have, you know, great sex and fun, but we also have great friendship, incredible intimacy. I can be incredibly vulnerable to them. We can talk about all kinds of things. And we often do. Like when we meet together, the thing I love about us is our dates aren't just, you know, meet me at the hotel, we do our thing, and then we go our separate ways. It's we're going to go out for dinner, we're going to have some food and some drinks, and we're going to talk about life. And, you know, they're going to tell me how things are going with them. And I'm going to tell them how things are going with me. And then we're going to go back and we're going to have some more drinks and, you know, maybe smoke a little bit and then just have some fun. And everything's just, it's it's an incredibly natural flow and vibe and we feel very comfortable 
It's the ultimate friends with benefits so situation. The, it is. It is. You just are speaking our language. I, and I don't want to put this on you, but like as I look at, we're in a like a whole other realm at this point in our <laughs> yeah. relationship dynamics. So the idea would be that we were like, we seen, we always seen before the pod. So we basically seen before the pod and then we're sitting there laying and we're contemplating the cocktail. And then we know we got to get the pod ready to talk to you basically today. And we're sitting there going, I don't know. This is like the best we've ever had. Like right now, like today, like this moment. And it's like that ongoingly. Mm -hmm. And that we say for the last five years, I swear to God, it sounds, people are going to think we're crazy, but like, I don't know any 20 year olds that could keep up with us. We have absolutely had a party every single day. For five years. For five years. Yeah. No, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, and that's one of the things that, you know, I love about being where I am in the lifestyle, you know, bull and hot wife are so, and cuck. And, you know, those are terms that everyone can relate to. And, you know, I think easily recognizable, but for those of us who are like in this lifestyle and, you know, truly kind of plumbed the depths and, you know, reached, you know, been sex floors and found people of our tribe. We know that it's just so much more than what those titles mean to, you know, just people who are getting into the lifestyle or being observers, you know. And so for me, I find that a lot of my dynamics that I'm running into with the couples that I have the best times with, the best intimacy, the best sex, the best friendships with, you know, they really feel almost like polyamorous, you know, triad dynamics, you know, and there's, there's really relationship there, not just with myself and the wife sexually, but there's also a relationship and friendship with, you know, the cucks and, you know, so it's, it's, you know, really like this incredibly holistic experience and relationship. True, it's really, what you're describing is, is actually beautiful, right? I mean, yeah. you're describing, it is. you're describing having discovered yourself as a sexual creature in a way where you get to be really fully self-expressed as a sexual creature. Yeah. And you're describing your capacity to explore yourself in ways that were maybe a little bit surprising to you and maybe not as surprising as there might've been, but fully you get to explore yourself fully and you get to do it in a loving environment and, and authentically and very authentically, authentically. Yeah. for sure yeah i just think that you're a class example of what this lifestyle is the sex explorer so everyone better pay attention pay attention to the sex <laughs> really i want to give you a chance to share like your socials or anything like that that would if, if you're encouraging people to get a hold of you especially since you're moving <laughs> Yeah, so my main social is on Twitter, X at the Drew Marston, M-A-R-S-T-O-N for Marston. And you can go there. You can on my pin tweet, you'll find all the information, my link tree for how to find me and everything that I'm involved with. And by the end of February, beginning of March, my website, drewmarston.com will be live. So you can reach out to me there and you'll be able to find all my contact information and everything you want to know about me. Maybe too much that you want to know <laughs> about me. So yeah, well, that's great. The Drew Marston. Thank, thank you for thank coming. You. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. For sure. I'm glad to be here. I love what you guys are doing. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. 
Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!